0: This is the story of my family. We're the Duggars. That's me.
1: I'm Michelle. There's Jim Bob, my wonderful husband, and our children. Josh is our oldest. He married Anna, and they have our first grandchildren, Mackenzie, Michael, and Marcus. Then there's Jana, John David, Jill, Jessa,
0: Ginger, Joseph, Josiah, Joyanna, Jedediah, Jeremiah, Jason, James, Justin, Jackson, Johanna, Jennifer,
1: Jordan, and our youngest daughter, Josie. If you lost count, that's a grand total of 19. And I delivered every one of them.
0: Of course, with this many kids, we do things a little differently than most families. It isn't always easy, but somehow we make it all work.
1: Hi, guys. Welcome to a very, very special episode of Feathers in My Hair. This is, I believe, the third or fourth time i can't remember exactly that i am doing what is essentially a commissioned episode now it's no longer technically a patreon level but it's still available if you want to do it we're just streamlining our patreon a little bit but if you want to sponsor an episode you are free to do so you can contact me and i'll get you in touch with our host or producer nicole but this episode was sponsored by lindsay bess hi lindsay Hi! I'm so excited to be here. And we are talking about something that I'm actually like so thrilled about, which is the Duggars. Yes. Now, I need to give everyone like a warning that I am not a dugger scholar. Am I interested in the Duggars? Yes. Have I been following the Duggars for 15 years? Of course. Do I keep up pretty regularly with the Duggars? Yes. And I like read the Duggars, uh, Reddit. I back in the day would always read the television without pity, uh, Duggar forums. If you guys were a big television without pity heads, like I was, um, I've always like kept up with the Duggars, but I'm not a Duggar scholar. So if I misspeak or if I'm not sure, or if I get something wrong, please, please forgive me. I know that I hate listening to things where somebody is like, I know all about it and they don't know shit. Uh, so th- you guys know I'm a know-it-all, but I will say on the Duggars, I have a, a working knowledge of the Duggars.
0: <laughs> well, I'll say this. As much as you know about Janelle, I feel like that's where my knowledge is, is with the Duggars. Perfect. So,
1: um, so don't worry. I'll correct you if you're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Great. So how did, should we talk about, before we get into anything, oh, I will say that f- this episode is kind of there's so much Duggar content. And we kind of decided to base this episode, although who even knows if we will, around the book written by the four oldest girls growing up Duggars. Yes, I listened to this whole fucking book minus the last 26 minutes. Um, I did a real service for all of you. But I want to talk, let's talk about like when we first met the Duggars. Like how did you first meet the Duggers?
0: Okay. So this is really weird. So um, I'm, jewish but i actually converted to judaism love that. and um In marriage my mu- or before? uh no actually uh just independently by myself what? Uh, <laughs> yes it'll be so 10 rare. years this may i know i know <laughs> and my husband's not jewish or anything oh i know god. people are like That's
1: what incredible i love oh my god we're gonna have to like talk more about this at another time because i love that yeah
0: yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I have like my short version of like, basically that, like, I tell people, you know, they're like, you're, you converted Why? And I'm like, oh, you know, cause my soul was always Jewish, but I just wasn't raised Jewish. Um, so. <laughs> oh, oh, I
1: love that. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, um, I was actually raised in a, uh, ridiculously conservative, like they just adore Donald Trump kind of household. Mm-hmm. And, my mother actually saw the very first Discovery Channel documentary that sure. was done about them where I think it was kids. like 14 kids and yeah, another four, on the
1: way or whatever it's called yeah or
0: whatever it was mm-hmm. yeah and my mother I swear I think if it wasn't for the money I'd probably be recording this as like a survivor of this cult mm-hmm. um because she was just like oh my gosh like this family is amazing they just love Jesus and They're very much, like, just so quaint and just so loving, and they just have all these babies. And, like, I think at the time, I'm about Josh's age. I think we're both about Josh's age. Yeah. And- um, Yeah, I think actually we're-
1: I think I'm the same age as Josh. Yeah, so I just turned-
0: Yeah. So I just turned 32 in November and um, I turned
1: 32 in May and I think Josh is 88 as well. So we're all about the same age as Josh.
0: Yeah. So I was like, you know, 14 or 15 years old when she's watching this. And at the time I was just like, are you fucking insane? Like, I don't want, no, no more babies Mm -hmm. for you, mom. (laughs) Like, So yeah, I was introduced to them pretty early on because of my mother, but I, when their show, um, like, 19 Kids and Counting, or I guess it was, like, 17 Kids and Counting when it first came on TLC, it's like, it's like watching a train wreck. Like, I don't watch these people because I'm, like, admiring them or anything, of course. It's like, you're watching them and you're like,
1: no. Yeah. (laughs) This wouldn't be, there's no podcast about things that I admire. not a person that has a lot to say about things that I love. It's, it's a problem. Sure. I know. I'm aware of that, but it, it's reality. So don't I, worry. I'm also very pessimistic too. So I was like, yeah. I don't think I saw the original specials. Like I don't have a clear, clear memory of when I first started watching the Duggars, but I think it was when like 17 Kids and Counting came on. And I remember at first being like, I don't know, I don't know, like, I wasn't into it at all in like a positive way, but at this point I was watching like a lot of TLC and they used to play the Duggars all the time. They would just play like six episodes in a row. Mm -hmm. And I remember a lot of talk of Josh and Anna and like, they were really the first like mainstream like quarters and not kissing till marriage and I've always been a person that's, uh, like, skeptical of fundamentalism. Yes, for so sure. I think I w- started watching with just, like, a, this is, like, dull background noise. Because it's, like, first of all, if you, I don't know if anybody's watched a Duggar episode in a long time, but they're so fucking boring. Oh, my God. Like, literally, <laughs>
0: like, I'm on the Pickles uh, Facebook yeah. page, and that's what everyone's, they're just, like, I don't even know why it's on. I don't know why I still watch it. It's the same thing. They're courting. They're getting married. They're having babies. Rinse and repeat, you know? Yeah. It it is like, and it's so whitewashed. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it, it makes it even more boring because TLC is so like, yeah, you can talk about Jesus, but just like heavenly father, then there's like talking head noise over. And then they're like, amen. Like they don't actually talk about their crazy prayers or anything. It's like, nope, 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 nope. Not going to have
1: any of that going on. Uh, Very, very much so. So I think that what the Duggars did so masterfully is that they really like managed to position themselves and present themselves as just, like, a regular Christian family at first. Like, yeah, we have a lot of kids, and like, we homeschool, but, like, we're no different. And then we kind of, we as in, like, me and people online, really started digging more. And it came out that they were part of IB IPLB, I-B-L-P.
0: Yeah, so it's the basic, uh, it's the Institute in Basic Life Principles. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And, which is, we're going to call it Gothardism, because I think that's a easier thing to say. Yeah. There's a lot of acronyms in this cult, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> our, and uh, not acronyms, or
1: initialisms, if you will. <laughs> I think that they were just like very, I mean, Mich- you know, Michelle and her ultra calm voice and that were just good family values. And they were really clever about not, how do I want to phrase this? Cause they were preaching, but they weren't um like putting down preaching, like hellfire preaching Like, they very... I mean, Jim Bob is a fucking genius, first of all. Um, And he was so smart that they didn't present a type of Christianity that was scary to the average viewer, you know? Uh, It wasn't like... They weren't on there being like, anyone who gets an abortion is a murderer and they're going to go to hell. Or gay people are going to hell. Like, they weren't Mm -hmm. speaking like that. It was a very, like, positive Christianity that they presented and at first, I think most people didn't, like, think so hard about what they were following. And then I remember, I think one of the first things I heard about was that they followed, like, Bill Gothard. And I started reading about Bill Gothard and was like, that's weird. And then we learned about the pearls and that how to raise up a child book that they yeah, used. Yeah, train up a child, which is just horrifying. Yeah. And that's Horrifying. when I, like, really got into the Duggars, <laughs> I realized, because, like, at the same time, you have to remember, like, John and Kate were a very Christian family when they first came yeah. on, and John, but John and Kate were, like, mainstream Christians. They probably go to, like, the mainstream mega church. You know, they don't go to church anymore, I don't think, but at the time, they were probably just going to, like, their mainstream, like, Lutheran or Baptist church, like, very, very much, like, normal Christians that I don't have a problem with, like this oh excuse me i just hit up this podcast isn't about like bashing christianity it's like looking at the fun the specific fundamentalist sect that the duggars are that they've done a pretty smart job of even though they mention it and they are officially associated with with not putting on the show so people don't realize what it is
0: Right. Yeah. And I, and I agree with that a hundred percent that like, yeah, it was, you know, but I also think that a lot of it is too, is like the TLC editing of it, because Mm -hmm. I think that TLC obviously knows that like mainstream people are not going to be able to stomach it. Like my, my interest in them really peaked up. I think it was one of the multitude of visits that the Duggar family does to the Holocaust museum in DC (laughs) and Jessa being like, this was a really sad visit. And it's just like all those millions of babies that are murdered every year. And I was like,
1: what? Yeah, they love that.
0: (laughs) I'm just like, can I go slap you in the face now? Like, and I wasn't even Jewish at the time. I was just like, that's really, really a terrible thing to say
1: because it's not the same. (laughs) Yeah. So I got, like I said, I got into the snark of them pretty early. And I just want to say like, I remember, and I don't know if you were on, like, online with the Duggars then, but, like, the sin in the camp rumors, like, years and years and years ago. And when the Josh molestation, like, story broke in 2015, I was like, yeah, we know. Like, it's kind of crazy how long certain pockets of the internet have like really known about a lot of the Duggars issues because I clearly remember that the Duggars at one point before the show were supposed to go on Oprah Mm -hmm. yep Oprah found out about a sin in the camp as it was always called online she called the police and the they weren't on the show and it then we knew that Josh went away to the alert camp got his head shaved and we knew that he had like and it was always speculated that he had like messed around with girls, like not yeah. messed around, like molested girls. Like that was like it had been kind of known online for so long. And I'm just saying that to like point out that like the Duggar gossip. I was never involved with free ginger, which is like the main was the main like Duggar Forum. Um mm-hmm. but there was also no longer quivering. Oh, that's the other thing that we didn't mention. That at the time, the do- the Duggars, and I guess they still are, were calling themselves part of the Quiverful movement. Yes, which is, again, so gross. <laughs> yeah, which means that they have as many babies as God tells them to have. And you have absolutely yes. no forms of birth control, no natural family planning, like nothing. Like if God wants you to have a baby, you have a baby.
0: Yeah, yeah. and also I think it's important to mention that God will provide for these babies as well. Yes. Um, which we'll get into that. And in I
1: think oh, a little while- I think while. we can get into like kind of now, like let's talk about okay. Gothardism. So basically yeah, the suckers are disciples of this man named Bill Gothard, who has since been, did he get arrested or just sued? But he is a rapist and molester.
0: Yeah. Um, and for- so basically, yeah, he was, um, so in 2014, he was asked to step down mm-hmm. as basically, the head of um of the uh you know institute of basic life principles and yeah. uh there was a lawsuit from um some of the women you know that were claiming these things that had happened but i guess because of some issues with limits uh or statutes Statue of limitations limita- the case basically got dismissed which you know i don't think there should ever be any limitations on things like
1: that you know, But either do you-, you know why a lot of states haven't done like unlimited statute of limitations on rape cases it's because the Catholic Church has a strong lobby that Mm -hmm. whenever they're extending them because a lot of states it used to be like one year two year like in line with other crimes and now in Pennsylvania it's like 50 years like a lot of states have really long or unlimited statute, statute of limitations in terms of sexual assault and rape but the Catholic Church has a lot of money and a strong lobby wants to prevent that because they don't want lawsuits and arrests not great. Look it yeah. up. <laughs> um, That's awful. <laughs> but yeah, so Bill Gothard in the seventies basically started to create in the seventies, like as kind of a response to counterculture of the sixties. Uh, the United States, like in the late seventies, started to get more conservative, and there started to be these conservative movements popping up that were kind of a response to like culture getting just like looser in less religious and people like bill gothard started these movements and a big part of it was focused on homeschooling now what's really important and this would never be mentioned on the Duggars, is that a lot of bill gothard's teachings and a lot of his movement was based on like pulling kids out of school so they wouldn't go to school with like in segregated schools yeah and Christian schools are too expensive and these families couldn't afford it. So they really started focusing on homeschooling. So along with the IBLP is ATI, which is like the homeschooling curriculum that the Duggars followed. Now, I think I've yeah. talked about this on the podcast. Like it's essentially education abuse. Like any kid that is in ATI is essentially being abused via education, Because they are not getting real educations. I'm not saying that about homeschooling, but about ATI curriculum.
0: Yeah. I mean, because most of the curriculum is actually based more on these character qualities that Bill Gothard came, came up with. Like, um, it's the reason that all the women have bug eyes basically. So, you know, they're not entrapping men with their lustfulness Mm -hmm. and, um, it it really focuses more on these character qualities and anything that, um, you know, is science-based is mostly just that scientists are wrong and hmm. math is very limited. I mean, there was an episode, I think, where Ben was trying to teach some of the younger kids, like, I think, like, fractions and <sighs> using a recipe and the kids were just, like, staring at this whiteboard, like, what's a, f- what's a fraction? Like they've never even heard of it. Yeah. It's, I've seen bits and pieces of it online, you know, like I think mm-hmm. um like Tumblr, somebody had posted some of the things and it was just like, you look at it and you're like, okay, yeah, these kids don't, this is why they, these kids don't know anything.
1: Yeah. It's very, it's very similar to a prophet like cult. Like, Bill Gothard is essentially the prophet. Like, if you're familiar with the FLDS, he's essentially Mm -hmm. Warren Jeffs. Um, And, I mean, there has been a lot of speculation that a lot of Gothard, like, Gothardism, he created his movement as a way to, like, poach vulnerable girls, you know, and molest them. And a lot of his teachings are based on creating a culture in which he's able to get victims. So if you kind of look at the way the Duggars and other families, like, uh, what are their names? The Rodriguez family? The Rodriguez, the Bates, who, by the way, isn't Gil Bates, like, still in the Be like, the Oh, North. yeah.
0: And yeah. So yeah, he's like one of the head up guys. And then David Waller, uh, Priscilla, mm-hmm. uh, Waller, who's Anna's sister is married to. Yes. He's like pretty high up there too. Um, yeah, and, and they, and that's kind of where there's been, like, a split a little bit between the Duggar and the Bates, because the Duggars really took a huge step back away from, from Gothardism a little bit. I mean, they obviously still follow the teachings. And right, exactly. So they took a step back, but Gil's, like, full speed ahead, like, I'm just gonna take over Bill's seat while he's gone, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, so the Bates family is still very much involved with, with Gothardism.
1: Yeah, and it yeah. just creates, like, basically it... The goal of it is it's a little different from like a traditional cult, if you will, because it doesn't have like a central base so much. Like, yeah, they have their headquarters, but it really encourages families living all over the country and all over the world to follow them. It's not about living on communes. It's not about like attending the same church every week or every day. Um, It's really based on insular families where the father and husband holds a hundred percent of the power and basically it attracts these type of men and that like want to have that type of power and are willing to follow Bill Gothard because he, they want the power that Bill Gothard has. And this religion that Bill Gothard preaches authorizes the fathers to have hundred percent control over every single thing that happens in their family And that creates a culture in which children can be, I can't speak, children can just be like brutally abused in all sorts of ways. And I sent to you, Lindsay, and I'll try and find a way to link it that a a girl who grew up in a Gothard family um, did an Ask Me Anything on the Duggar Reddit that was like extremely informative, like extremely interesting. I believe 99% of what she posted, I mean, maybe she's not 100% yeah. credible, but everything she said made a lot of sense to me. And she argued that almost every family would have sexual abuse in it, if not physical abuse, just because of extremely large families, uh, extreme secretism, these type of men that are attracted to it and bring their families into the movement are already prone to abuse like there's a level of narcissism that's needed to get into this cult, you know, like, and you see it in Jim Bob, like they don't go to, they don't even go to church. Like these families don't even go to church. Like, so they don't even have the outlet of like a trusted adult at church. Like it's home church, home school. Like mm-hmm. I found it interesting in the book that they talked a lot about driving to and from church. Cause I'm like, what church are they driving to and from? They do home yeah. church.
0: We know that. Yeah, and that's the thing I know. And that's the thing I'm like, I felt like most of my notes, I was like, well, this is a lie. Um, because <laughs> it's like, we know for a fact that you homeschooled, I mean, there was a huge issue with, are not homeschooling, but with their home church, that Jim, Bob and Michelle weren't having to pay personal taxes. property taxes <laughs> for years <laughs> yeah. because of the size of their family and running a church out yeah. of their house. And people were like, that's not Right. And But home church is
1: weird. Home church is not mainstream Christianity. And the reality is, is that most Christians wouldn't have any desire to do home church. You know what I mean? Like part of church, I mean, church can be an incredibly amazing thing where it provides you community and the amount of support they do for the community and helping the needy. And like, there are so many positives to church for many people Mm -hmm. and like taking that away and just making it insert to your, maybe just your family maybe a neighbor or two like really most christians are not interested in that so they're very particular about not always mentioning the home church or emphasizing the home church and when they show it on the show they always show it with like five other families coming over we'll be right back after a quick break
0: right and i also want to say too that I think that part of the reason you know with that um AMA that we mm-hmm. had read was that I also think that these children are being raised like so sexually dysfunctional well yeah and they have no they have no boundaries so yes. it's like of course these things are going to happen because yes they're insular there's there's literally nobody coming in uh, in the house as a stranger but then you're also teaching them that like your body is sinful until the day you have a ring on your finger and you're trying to teach this to a 13 year old boy. And it's like, "Mm, come on
1: now. Also, I mean, just like, and you see this kind of in, I know, so I know in the Orthodox Jewish community, which is a community I'm a little more familiar with, they also have a really big issue with sexual abuse because you just have these like incredibly large families where you're uh, like, so I know my best friend doesn't, doesn't want to let her daughter, she only has daughters and they're Orthodox. And she doesn't like the idea of letting them sleep out because there are just so many older brothers around. Mm -hmm. Um, and just these families where these people are incredibly sexually repressed and don't talk about anything and everything is totally off limits. And then you have 20 children in one home at various levels. And all it takes is one bad apple, which is a disgusting way to describe a molester, but right. You know what I mean? Like, and it just, it, I mean, and incest is, first of all, a huge problem in every walk of life, basically. It's something that we don't talk about enough as a society, but incest is very real. It's very harmful and it happens a lot. And most children that are molested are molested either by a family member or family friend. So, like, that's already a thing. But then you take these families that are so isolated and you also teach that, like, any touching of your body is so like sinful and like you were going straight to hell for it and it creates like it creates like deviance. Right. I mean and that's the
0: thing. It's like, you know, what Josh did is disgusting and and should not be taken lightly. But it's also like, but where do you draw that line at like, but he is also a victim of his parents raising him. Yeah. And for sure. You know, obviously and who what knows he what did happened to, to Anna. To Josh? Right. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, what he did as an adult is completely separate from this. And that's my thing. Like, I remember when, um, you know, we all found out, you know, when we became public knowledge in 2015 and people knew that I was like obsessed with the Duggars. They're like, what do you think of this? And I was like, you know, on one hand, it's like, I feel really sorry for, you know, at the time we only knew that it was Jill and Jessa. I mean, we had all speculated the other two sisters, um, but we definitely knew it was Jill and Jessa.
1: Well and in the
0: end it ended up being Jill,
1: Joe, Jessa, Joy Ginger Ginger and Joanna. And yeah. and a family friend, right? Yes. Yes. Because like, that's okay. kind of what set it off the most was like the family friend of like a prominent like Yeah.
0: So we'll Fame. yeah, we'll get to all this. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So Again, much so, to talk
1: about, guys. There's so
0: much. We've got like ninety suitcases to unpack <laughs> here. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, what I always said, I said, you know, and maybe it's just because, you know, and I guess I'll get a little personal. When I was a child, I was actually molested by a child also mm-hmm. who was a 13 year old girl. And I think it just
1: makes my well, view of it it makes different. you feel better. So was I, I was five and my neighbor was probably 11 or 12. I yeah, I was six. Yeah. And yeah, so I was
0: in like first grade. And so- I kind of was like, you know, but I also understand that like he's still a child. And like when you're growing up in this very repressive culture, like I, I think that he should seek repentance and so to speak in their religion or cult, but it's also the same time. It's like, but he's also a victim of Jim, Bob and Michelle who were not raised this way. They were not. And I think that's the important thing is that like. Michelle is out mowing her yard in a bikini, and, <laughs> Jim Bob bikini got to, story. Yeah. and Jim Bob got to go to like public school and only had mm-hmm. one other sibling, and these two met and created this insanity.
1: Yes. So let's talk about a little bit about Jim Bob and Michelle, I guess. Um I think that Jim Bob is an incredible narcissist. Yes. I think that he is the exact type of person that's attracted to Gothardism. Um, I think that a person that doesn't want complete control over his family would just go to a regular church. You know, like like the idea that your children live with you, work with you, are schooled by you, are preached to by you, and basically have to ask your permission for every single thing until they are allowed to get married is a, a level of power that, I don't think most people are, first of all, even interested in having.
0: No. Well, before we get too deep into it, I I just want to say that I think uh, Troy needs to do a smush room episode about (gasps) Jim,
1: Bob, and Michelle. Yeah. Troy. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Let me text I'll Let me remind me to text him later. That's very true. He does. Um, So you know him.
0: He'll get into that dark web stuff and he'll find out things we didn't even know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very true. So Jim, Bob, and Michelle – I think have, um, I've heard a lot of people say that they might have a pregnancy fetish, but I personally, I mean, may, sure, maybe, um, I personally think they have like an inten- attention fetish. <laughs> like, I think that they, from the beginning, like saw who was getting praised and attention and gothardism and it was people with large families and the more kids you had, the more popular and, and are, like. More praised you were. And so they made it their goal to have as many children as possible, not because every baby's a blessing and we're all God's children. And well, part of it also we should mention is that part of the reason they have all these kids is because they kind of believe they're building up like God's army.
0: Yeah. You know, because that's their quiver. It's like the yeah. arrow in their quiver to yeah. shoot at us heathen people.
1: But I think that the reason that they had all these kids is because, like, they just love the attention of it and they love the praise of it. And Michelle, like almost dying twice, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's just so like the amount of kids they have is so insane. <laughs> like, I know. Well, and the thing is, it's like, she had,
0: they have 19 living children, but she actually had two. Well, she yeah. had a miscarriage after Josh and then there was Caleb. Jubilee Shalom. Yeah, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was Jubilee Shalom, who was a stillbirth. And it's like, so this woman has 19 children and has been pregnant 21 times and has yeah. given birth to two sets of twins.
1: Yeah. Like, it's just
0: yeah. so much. Like, it is so much for a person. Like, it, it's too much.
1: But they do it, I think, because the more kids they have, the more power they have. Especially, you know, like... Uh, so Michelle has adapted this and taken to heart this keep sweet attitude, which is also very popular in the FLDS. They talk about it in the Growing Up Duggar book, and it's part of why the Duggars got so popular. And I would say, especially in contrast to John and Kate, uh, who never kept sweet <laughs> about anything yeah. and were always bitching and bickering and like, John, being so negative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michelle in her sing song voice, I never yell at a child. Um, She's just a really like, and people would turn into the Duggars and be like, oh my God, this woman has 19 children and she never raises her voice. Like, I, I think it was inspiring to a lot of women. Um, that if they, you know what I mean? Like if she could handle this many kids and be as sweet as she is, then like they could too. But in reality, the older girls are raising all of the other children and Michelle does very little parenting.
0: Right. I mean, and I think we can all agree that Jana is the real mom.
1: Yes. So and I guess for the yeah. first like 10 to 12 years, Michelle's life was like very hard. Yes very hard. Yeah. When there was she,
0: like, I don't remember if it was in the book that she and Jim Bob wrote, but at the one point she was like, I was up doing laundry at one yes. o'clock in the morning and crying and asking God like why this and why that? And it's
1: like, okay. The laundry and, room incident is how yes, and like, she's described, which
0: it's just like, first of all, you're up at 1am doing laundry like maybe that's, maybe that's God telling you to stop. You have too much on your plate. Did you ever consider that being God whispering in your ear? But no, of course God was like, you know, tells her that it's easy to praise him when things are easy, but you know, will you praise him when things are hard? And then she continued having children. So, um, you know, she finished the laundry at 2am and went to bed is the story, but I, it's just like, Yeah, I think probably until Jana was at least probably seven or eight even, she probably was just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. But, you know, once the girls were old enough to help with pretty much everything, yeah, I think she could continue having all of these children.
1: Yeah. Um, So a big part of Gothardism is that they don't believe in having any debt. They are essentially not allowed to have credit cards. Um, They don't have mortgages, I believe. They, like, the goal is that you don't owe anybody money. Um, Which, like, in theory, yeah, is, like, a good goal. But in reality, it keeps many of these families, like, very, very poor. And we see the Duggars on TV with their beautiful, huge house on all of their land and it's, you know, they have, like, even though their clothes are from the thrift store, like, they always look nice, they have cars for everybody, uh, now they have planes, like, we see all of this, but in reality, most families that are in this movement have a million kids, and they can't afford to pay for any of them, and they live, like, in complete poverty.
0: Yeah, and that's what I want, yeah, and they're, like, that's the Rodriguez family. I think, um, so, Jill Rodriguez is her name. She has an Instagram page. She has a Facebook page. I mean, if you really want to get into it, like that is really what Gothardism, like, re- le- like legitimately or looks like for the, the everyday. Keilers,
1: like, Anna yeah. grew up. Anna grew right. up in a trailer, didn't she?
0: Yes. Yeah. In Florida. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, so, but I mean, that's really what these families look like is they have six, eight, 12, 15 kids. And they're living in a two bedroom, single wide trailer, or maybe if they're lucky, a house that they inherit from a family member, but it's still two or three bedrooms. And like one of the things that Jill Rodriguez had said when she had announced that she was pregnant with her 13th child was somebody was like, how do your other children feel about you having another baby? And she said, "Oh, they're happy to give up an extra chicken wing if it means another another baby from God." Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, and her children are like rail thin. Um while I was reading this book, I was also listening to um the Turpin 13 book, um audiobook, which so many similarities between that and the Duggars and stuff like that. And it's just like one of those things where it's like, they, they don't have, they don't, they won't apply for any sort of food stamps or welfare or anything because they consider that also being in debt. Mm -hmm. And so these children oftentimes are literally being starved. And a lot of
1: medical neglect. Yes. Yeah. they don't really go to doctors As we know from the Duggars, unassisted home births, as in not having like professional midwives that have been to midwifery school that are like nurse practitioners, um, yeah, we know that they have these really dangerous home births. I don't mean like I'm not anti-home birth at all. Actually, my best friend had all her babies at home. Like I'm pro-home birth if that's what you're into, but I'm pro like a professional midwife who has been to post grad. (laughs)
0: Like, right. And yeah. And not just and not Jill like, Duggar. Right. <laughs> As your I mean, bl- bless her heart. But it's like, I mean, she's put herself into really high risk mm-hmm. at home pregnancies. I mean, even more so than Jessa who almost bled out with her first kid. Yeah. And then I think also with Ivy, which is just like, stop having them at home. Yeah. Um, but Jill, it's like, she basically she'll sit there and she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a midwife. And it's just like, but you're actually not, you're not a midwife. You just have seen people help others give birth and they're not even licensed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, they live in these really horrible conditions and they continue to have more kids and the oldest children are expected to care for the youngest children because it's essentially impossible for any one parent to deal with. Um, Also, a big part of it is that most don't work uh, in traditional jobs. They own their own businesses because they believe that it's like immoral to work for a non-Christian. Right. So that's why like all the Duggars own their own businesses, all the Bates own their own businesses. Like there are, of course, you know what I mean? Like they mingle with people that have regular jobs, but like the core Gothardism is that like you're not supposed to be like a servant to a non-Christian
0: yeah and there is a documentary and it's unfortunately not on YouTube anymore and I can't find anywhere, so but rude. it's called I know, but it's called Return of the Daughters mm-hmm. and it's based all around this ideology that like daughters should be at home and feminism is evil and blah blah blah. and there was one family in there that the father didn't own his own business and the shame that his daughter, had in her voice and on her face explaining like my father has to work for somebody else was just like so heartbreaking to me because it's just like one of those things where it's like what are we what is going on here like most people don't own their own business
1: yeah so these men are doing you know hard labor construction most of the time because that they don't go to school and they're not bad businesses to run. And many of them are actually like quite successful, but they have so many kids. And it also means the boys go to work really early, really early, um, doing like physically demanding jobs. Like a lot of these boys are, you know, working construction jobs at 12 because who's, who cares if they're getting an education? Um, they're basically being used for slave labor. There's honestly, like, if you guys are interested in the FLDS, like, and are knowledgeable in the FLDS, there is a lot of similarities between like Gothardism and the FLDS in this way. And that like, I mean, although the FLDS love food stamps and they call it bleeding the beast, but, <laughs> uh, so Gothardism like really promotes this. It's interesting cause it's kind of the opposite of like a Joel Austin, like a prosperity gospel. Like it's not about making money. And I think part of it is because I think the idea is if they made too much money, they wouldn't, like, want to sacrifice so much of their life. And, like, it's really hard to live the type of life that they live, most of them. And I think that it relies on having families that kind of, in a way, can't afford to live differently.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, Joanna's husband, like, flips houses. And I think because they only have, currently have one child, she helps him Mm -hmm. when she can. But yeah, it's, it's something that it's like, you know, the men are expected to be these providers for all of these people, the women mm-hmm. can't work and all of these things. So that is very, got to be very challenging. But then you like, think about it. It's like, but then the woman is at home having yeah. all these babies. She's either between pregnancies and taking care of a child, or it's like, she's pregnant with her first baby and just trying to get through it. Yes. um and I think that's the thing too it's just like it's like this unrealistic expectation and it's just the amount I can't even imagine the amount of like guilt they probably feel if they can't provide for their families the shame if they're not living up to this expectations and then you throw the Duggars into the mix who are on TV mm-hmm. making and Jim Bob making God knows what I mean I can't even imagine if I was like somebody like Jill Rodriguez and I was just like but why, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know that's not part of their teachings to be jealous
1: it's sinful, but. I mean, Jim it's- Bob has made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yes. Um. So I guess that, why don't we talk a little bit about the book? So we decided to read this book because we thought it was like a good, well, you had already read it and uh, you suggested it. So I was like, we can't just talk about the Duggars because like I said, there's 15 years of TV. They're like Gothard and like, there's just so much. <laughs> um, and you suggested the book, which I thought was a really good idea because first of all, the four oldest girls are the most interesting. They're the stars. They're the ones that we care about always. Right?
0: Right. Yeah. Jana, Jana for
1: Jana's the best, right? I think
0: everybody like loves Jana, Jana. the
1: most, Oh, I want to say that I think a lot of people are confused about why Jana isn't married. But I will say that something that's quite common in these uh, gothard quiverful families is that one of the older daughters, maybe not the oldest, but one of the older daughters just never marries because like she can't, like she's needed. Like the mom still needs her because the age difference is so vast in these kids. And there's still so many kids at home that she like Especially in a family like the Duggars, where didn't they have like eight boys in a row? Um, yes. So it's like you know the four the four older girls, and then they had like eleven boys in a row, and then like the age difference between well, I guess Johanna is now like twelve, but like the age difference between Janna and then like the two youngest girls, who Michelle obviously needs a lot of help with, is like crazy.
0: Yeah. So, happy birthday to Jana, by the way. She and John David just turned thirty. Um, and we need to look up so all their ages. the yeah, So the four. So Jana is the. These are the daughters still living at home. Is Jana who's thirty, and then there's all this space in between, and then it goes Johanna who's fourteen. Okay. And then so she three years. Yeah, pretty much, which is so sad. Because Joy
1: got married at like at eighteen.
0: Yeah yeah jim bob made that merger happen quick yeah like, yes. he okay like, so yeah.
1: johanna's 14
0: johanna's 14 and then i think it's jennifer it's, jennifer's 12 and then Holy jordan shit, is 12 12 and then jordan is 10 and then J- josie is 9 and the i'm thing really is old me
1: <laughs> um that really upsets thing- me <laughs> Yeah, but, the but thing that's a is big that age so, difference. There are no other girls yeah. that can take care of any of them except God forbid Michelle yeah. because the boys are not right. expected to do that.
0: No, they're not. And the thing is that, that what is so weird is that 30-year-old Jana is literally still sharing a bedroom yeah. with her 14, 12, 10, and 9-year-old sister. Now, she claims it's a choice that she wants to be Don't in there, but started. it's almost like, is it a brainwashed choice? Because I feel like it's probably a brainwash choice, but also, like, there's always that idea that's floated around that she sleeps in that room because of, like, the immense guilt that she didn't protect her other sisters. Yes. And so, and it's just, like, because she is the real mom of that family, and you know that these four youngest girls probably look to her as a mom more than they do Michelle.
1: Absolutely. um, it's, especially someone know, like Josie who Jana like I mean Josie was like just cradled in Jana's arms for the first five years of her life
0: yeah because she's so tiny yeah oh, and she Josie. wasn't well and they had to learn sign language for her I know poor Josie I just remember her being so little and her having those giant ass bows on her head and I'm like <sighs> the thing probably weighs more than the baby can you just it's fine if people don't know if it's a boy or a girl it's okay yeah But yeah, but Jana, I know, Jana, Jana, yeah, is definitely, I think, everybody's favorite. I personally think that there's a bunch of reasons she's not married. One, she's still needed at home. Two, I think that Jim Bob is going to use that kind of as his hidden ace. Like when they, when TLC is like, you know, Jim Bob, I just don't think there's another season of the show left. He's going to be like, but Jana's courting.
1: Yep. And not only will she be courting, she'll be courting some fucking widow with three kids or something because who else right. is there for her to marry? That's in her age group because all the men that in her in her age group have been married off for 10 years. Right. Yeah. I mean, John David
0: only got married- That's true.
1: A year ago, but uh, yeah, it's different because he's a baby. guy. Yeah. yeah. And also John David has always been weird. Compared to the rest of them. And even like his wife, Abby, was a nurse, like she had an actual education. I don't think she is anymore in doing that anymore. But John David's always been a little different.
0: Yeah. And I always thought before before John David started courting, which I think literally took and when I say the world, I just mean us who are obsessed with the Duggars by <laughs> surprise. We're like, what? He's courting finally. Um, this 29 year old man is finally getting a girlfriend for the first time in his life. Um, I always, you know, before he was courting, I always was like, I bet John David and Jana don't get married. And I bet they just take care of the family and Jim Bob will die and Michelle will die. And they'll just like keep taking care of the compound and not like in a weird flower in the attic kind of way, but just just, like like, slave labor, just right. You know? Yeah, slave labor, but a slave labor that they do for the love of their younger siblings. Yeah, so- Because they've been brainwashed.
1: We should, um, by the way, on the Wikipedia, they only mention Lauren is has having one child, even though she had that miscarriage, didn't she? How- dare they? Yes. And she like mentions her son in every post that she makes. Um, awesome. Yes. It's, it, it, mm. it's sad. Bella. It's a lot, but I also feel like people online are like too cruel about it in a way that makes me yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
0: I mean, well, yeah. And the thing is, it's like, here's my thing. I think that like, and for me being very like pro-choice and very pro-woman, I think that for me, it's like, If she wants to just mourn that loss as an actual child, just let her do it. That's her business. And like, I don't, I, it might not be what I I would do in that situation, but like, Mm -hmm. who are we to tell some literal child who shouldn't even have to be worrying about things like this at her age, like her whole life is set up to have babies. Yeah. And, and the, and these women are taught that like, if you have a miscarriage, it's because Because of some sin that you did in your life, yeah, it's not like they don't—they're not like you know what, Lauren. It's okay, honey. These things happen. It's like no, 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 no. That's what people might be saying to her online, but like behind closed doors, it's been ingrained in them since they were like children that like miscarriages are because you've done something sinful.
1: Yeah, I would say okay. So back to like who everybody's favorite is. I would actually say Ginger was the favorite among the world for a while at least like among the snarkers ginger first of all yeah. as i said it was called free ginger ginger was always the one that a lot of people felt like she gave lesbian vibes <laughs> when she was a child it's like she's a child she's but she would be vibes. like i want to live in a city and people would be like ginger's gonna escape um <laughs> so like, i think yeah no. ginger was always like a favorite but just in general like josh was always weird. Like even before like the Josh information came out, I think Josh always kind of gave everyone like the creeps. And I don't think Anna's very likable in general. No, I think, yeah, Anna is just so,
0: she's just so low energy and very just, she doesn't, she doesn't really do anything except have babies. And, um, I think that, I think even after all these years when she was on TV, I think she never got used to like having a camera in her face. And I think that it's, it might've been one of those situations where it's like, who knows how she is behind closed doors. I highly doubt it's very different than what we see, but yeah, she, Jana, Jana, Anna, all the J names and they rhyme, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) but Anna and Josh were always just like this weird couple and i don't know
1: well she so we talk about why to- they got together and like why anna in the book they tell this lovely lovely story of know, god bringing so them sweet. to each other but in reality yeah. josh after his scandal even though the general public did not know it was like well known in their community and like people knew about it and he went away and uh Like, it was a scandal, and so he was, even though he was, you know, from Jim Bob's family and they gotten a little bit of fame and attention, Josh was not seen as a viable contender uh, for marriage, for many fathers, even though he was Jim Bob's son. So the reason that he was with Anna is because she came from, like, a lowly Gothard family, like, very poor, not so involved, like, into the prison ministry, her family, um, basically just not seen as, like, a Gothard golden family, uh, and that's kind of why, and for the Kellers, right, that's how you say their last name, Keller? Yes. hmm For the Kellers, that was, like, a huge get for them, because they could marry their daughter into a rich family, one of the most famous, uh, Gothard yeah. families, and they were willing to overlook Josh's issues, uh, and his- ungodliness and all of that shit and let Anna marry him um it's been said when the scandal came out it was like well Anna knew about it beforehand Anna knew about it beforehand she was told before the marriage and like I believe that to an extent uh but I don't personally believe that Anna really had any choice I think that her father realized what a great opportunity it was for his family to have his daughter marry Josh. And if none of that scandal had happened, Josh would have been most likely with a higher up Gothard family, not a killer.
0: Right. And that's the thing too, that's so unfortunate is that like Anna didn't actually have a choice in this. No. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, it's like Mr. Keller, whatever his first name is, he, um, you know, like you said, he saw an opportunity to get his daughter into a wealthy family, which is, ridiculous and because like doesn't really go in a line with their teachings but, um, but I mean like and not but not it's to, like like I take mean-
1: away from what he did but like the reality was Anna grew up with like eight kids in a single wide trailer and mm-hmm. she got to move into like a nice little house that Jim Bobby yeah. bought from them bought for them and Josh had a his own business and like there was opportunity that Anna most likely would not have had so I'm not excusing what the Kellers did because the Kellers are fucked up in their own right from Anna's brother has left I think two or three of her siblings have left and you can like google what her brother has to say and it's not good (laughs) And no, cause after that he, after, you know, it come out with the whole Ashley
0: Madison thing, her mm-hmm. brother was like, you can leave him. You can yeah. come stay with us. We will take care of you and help you and everything else. And she just, you know, obviously didn't leave. Cause I think for her, I think in her mind, obviously a, that's a sin to get divorced and mm-hmm. B I can't even imagine. Well, it's my like, fault. Right. Well, of course it's always the yeah. woman's fault.
1: But, like, so, like I said, I'm not excusing, like, the Kellers just, like, marrying their yeah. daughter off to a literal, like, sec, like mo- sexual molester. Um, but they probably figured, like, this is the best opportunity one of our children will have. And yeah. it, like, promotes their whole family. Yeah. Oh, so this book is written by the four, four oldest girls who have always been, I would say, the biggest draw to the show. Um, they are pretty right? Like, yes. I mean, like, I don't know. They're, they have those they're, awful they're perms thin. Because Bill Gothard loves perms. That's why they wear perms. Did you guys know that? Because they like, Bill Gothard likes curly hair. So here's the thing. Okay.
0: So um it always creeps me out when women conform, obviously, to like one man's idea of beauty. But when I was reading about, like, the reasons that the girls have perms and dress the way they do because of Bill Gothard. (sighs) It made me think of that the guy from the Moonlight Bunny Ranch who just died,
1: who was, like, obsessed.
0: Yeah, who was, like, obsessed with Marilyn Monroe. So all the girls who wanted to be with him would, like, dye their hair blonde and have bobs and red fingernails. (laughs) And that's – and it just made me, like, think about that because I'm, like, how do you not see the predatory nature in that? Like, ugh. Like, yeah. so yeah, they all have their home... They're on the cover of the book. They all have their at-home-done perms.
1: Correct. Um, And, you know, they're not... I don't know. Like, they're not beautiful, but they're pretty. Yeah. And like you said, they're thin, because also Gothardism, like, hates fat people, by the way.
0: Yeah. Oh, we should have mentioned that this episode is also sponsored
1: by Weight Watchers. <laughs> this book is fucking crazy with the plugs. There is an entire like, three pages on Michelle doing Weight Watchers, specifically Weight Watchers. They yeah. also, mm-hmm. many, like, they plug, like, a lot of websites. Like, they write www.modestclothing.com. <laughs> and please tell me you went to them. Please tell me. <laughs> no, because, because I was listening at work when, oh. they went to the mod- when they said the Modest Clothing. I wasn't, like, by my computer. I was, like, up doing stuff.
0: So... I of course went to all of the websites because mm-hmm. I am diligent in my studies and um, <laughs> like, I am, I'm like, I got to know my sources and my material. So one of the things that I absolutely loved was one of their websites, uh, was for like modest swimwear. Mm-hmm. And when you go on there, I swear it is if it is as if this website was made in 1994 and has not been updated since. Um, It has, like, two styles of swimsuits in, like, four different colors, and it reminded me of the swimwear women would wear in, like, the 1800s, where it was, like, full wool and, like, women would drown in them Um, (laughs) because they're so heavy and there's just so much stuff. And I'm just like, just don't go to the beach. Just don't. It just seems like it's too much.
1: Um, So, yeah, they are like in full burkas, basically the beach. I will say, because my best friend's Orthodox, she like doesn't wear traditional bathing suits. And like, it's like keyed me into what they have. And let me tell you, like, there's actually been a lot of development in like modest beach wear because people are scared of the sun now. (laughs) So like at Target, you can buy long sleeve bathing suits. And then what she does is she usually does like a long sleeve bathing suit top. And then, um, like a, like a really light material, like maxi skirt. Okay. Yeah. Like a really light material and the, or like, it, not maxi. Cause she doesn't need to go to her ankles, but like to her knee, uh, that's like a very light Jersey cotton, if you will. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what she does. But I bet they even have like bathing suit skirts that you can buy now, uh, that are like lightweight. And because like I said, people are like terrified of the sun.
0: <laughs> yes. It's like none of, we're all like, oh, skin cancer is a thing. Let's not get that. Yeah. But yeah, that one website with the swimsuits was just like, I, I don't know. I always end up on like the weird, the weirdest things like on Wikipedia, like reading about stuff. And I just remember like reading about swimsuit history, basically. And like, just seeing like the women in the 1800s. And I was like, just, yeah, that's what it made me think of. And I was just like, don't, just don't go to the beach. It,
1: it, it looks well, more they, dangerous than it's worth. And they even say in the book, like, they basically don't. Like. Yeah. Um, so the point of the book was to make money for Jim Bob first and foremost. Um, yeah. so, you know, when the duckers got popular, I don't know if people realize this, but Michelle and co started like making a lot of money. Kate Gosling also did this, uh. And it's still very much a thing that if you are the right type of reality TV famous, you can make a lot of fucking money doing things like writing books and going on speaking tours. And they would go to different churches and they're not doing this for free. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, they're not going and just like speaking at church because they love ministry. Like they're going, they're getting paid to speak, which like, I guess as you should, because like, you're, you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you pay someone for the work that they're going to do? And um, they had a lot of success in it. And so this book came out in 2014, which is a year before kind of the fall of the Duggar Empire, or at least the dip in the Duggar Empire because, you know, they got back up. And obviously, at least in my opinion, this was like a total cash grab for Jim Bob. He probably made a decent amount of money and they probably got an advance that all went to Jim Bob because as Derek Dillard has let us know, the kids don't make a single cent off of anything public, 19 Kids and Counting related. Um, Jim Bob pockets all of the money, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> and you know, and
0: that's the thing because I'm—I think I'm in agreement with a lot of people that I think uh, Jeremy Ginger's husband probably 100% has a had some sort of their own contract where they're making their own money now.
1: Um, I mean, I'm just, curious because how else can they afford to live in LA? Uh, yeah. But I'm also not 100% sure because they're still in with Jim Bob. And I don't know if he would let... You know what I mean? Like, I just wonder, like, if Jim Bob would allow that. I don't know. Because,
0: I mean, Ginger just posted a photo where she's, like, listening to Kanye's
1: new album. So, <laughs> like... so I think also... Oh, I just want to say, I think a lot of people have this idea that um oh but yeah but no they love kanye now don't you know that like oh, yeah. white republicans like fucking love that jesus is king album it's sick uh although in the book they specifically say they don't like any christian music that's like put over contemporary rock music like they shut down christian contemporary <laughs> music in this book they are not a fan of it uh like specifically are like you cannot put christian lyrics over rock that's not acceptable Which surprised me. I didn't realize that. But I think a lot of people have this idea that Ginger has broken free because she dyed her hair and she was the first to wear pants and they live in Los Angeles. But I think what people miss is that she may have some more freedom, but it's still like freedom allowed by her husband. Right.
0: Exactly. Like if Jeremy said to her tomorrow, I want you in prairie dresses- she would start wearing prairie dresses again. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. The fact that
1: she's allowed to do what she does isn't because she's choosing it. It's because she's, she's allowed to by Allowed to. Yeah. Right. And I think that that kind of gets lost by people who don't understand the particular sect of religion that they are. And while I'm happy yeah. for her, and that's great, and I'm glad she's wearing pants, but if you, like, notice she doesn't wear pants around the Duggars... Uh, yeah. As opposed to Jill, who's just like her and Derek are like so far off the island. I don't know what's going on with them exactly. But I think that Ginger is like, I I'm happy for her that she found a husband that like is cool with birth control and is cool with pants. And is like, obviously like letting her do her own thing and is into being famous like she is. (laughs) And that type of thing, it's not freedom like you or I or the listener would understand it to be it's that she kind of got lucky with a head of household.
0: Right. And the thing is too, I mean, I actually find Jeremy to probably be one of the most narcissistic of all of the husbands. He's
1: just not an idiot. And he knows that like, you can't be like a hardcore fundy and be famous.
0: Exactly. And I think that, I think, jeremy is trying to set his life up to sort of be like a joel olstein like that's yeah, what i think he
1: envisions a hundred percent and he is like i said he's an idiot he also grew up i believe going to christian school i think it's actually from like the next town over to me uh he, yeah. i know he is so he's not from like a small town in arkansas you know what i mean he played professional sports he's quite worldly. And I think that he has like an acute understanding that like a woman dressed like Michelle uh, isn't going to be popular in an Instagram world. That's another exactly, thing about the yeah. Duggars is that they still got popular when we were like watching quaint shows on TV. Yeah. And not in a social media world. And like Jeremy wants to be pot, like popular in a social media world and he understands like he needs Ginger to have like nice hair and nice clothes. Right. And she, yeah. And that's the thing. And
0: and, you know, moving to Los Angeles, and I think they went to one of Kanye's Sunday services or whatever. I mean, it's only going to make him more supposedly relatable. Um, yeah. I have this feeling, though, when I saw them going there, I was like, I just feel like you knew Jeremy was, like, trying to – Kanye's eye and he probably was like we're gonna have this bro moment and the next thing we're gonna be having dinner with him and Kim like that's what I just <laughs> kept thinking like his wish was he was like yeah
1: I'm sure oh, it is. Kanye look at me <laughs> I'm sure it is so yeah it's definitely interesting that Ginger has like gets this kind of like broken free billing I think from the general public but I think those of us that kind of have an understanding of like the head of household stuff are more weary of it. Um, So back to the book. Basically, they wrote this book because they are very popular and they've had a ton of success doing like speaking tours and Jim and Michelle had a book or two. And this book is, I would say the most insane thing about the book growing up Duggar is that these girls have almost had no experience at all, and every single lesson they teach is just like, and my parents say an example of this. They don't have any personal um, experience, almost whatsoever, to provide to the reader. There's almost no personal insight. It's all a regurgitation of things their parents have told them, and they're not even trying to hide that. Right, and and what they're and what they're regurgitating
0: from their parents is is their parents regurgitating bible scripture to them yeah so it's not even like well you know you really shouldn't do that because when your father and i were younger it's like well in one corinthians 12 it says it's like exactly so yeah they have no world experience whatsoever and i i loved at the beginning of the book when and i think you even said so when they were like you know, whether you're the girl who goes to church every Sunday or the girl covered in tattoos, and you're like, "What oh, girl God, covered yeah. in tattoos are you talking to?" None. Well, they
1: specifically are talking to the girl covered in tattoos, "A Journey to the Journey to the Heart," is that what it's called? Which uh, is, yes, okay. So in this book, they talk a lot about Journey to the Heart, which is a retreat that Jana works at and was, I believe, sent to a couple times. Yes. and Journey to the Heart is like essentially like conversion camp. Um actually it probably is conversion camp for some lesbian and bisexual girls that are sent there. Like literally conversion camp. Um, yeah. The boys version is called Alert and they basically send these kids there. First of all, Gothard used this as a way to pick girls out and molest them. Uh but also they send the girls there to be reprogrammed. Uh it's like really fucked up. It's sad. I thought it was weird at the end, Jana's talking about it, and she's saying, like, there are girls there whose parents aren't Christian, and I'm like, so how the fuck did they get there?
0: Right, exactly. It's like, how did they hear about this? And my only thing was, like, I wonder if it's, like, you know, somebody's so-and-so, I'm having such a hard time with my daughter, and they're friends with somebody who must know about it or something, because how else would you
1: know? Yeah, but it's uh, basically, like, you know, a reprogramming camp for girls from- Troubled homes and that have drug problems, and I would imagine a lot of girls that are lesbians and bisexuals or uh transgendered people like that. Uh, they talk a lot about it's just so like when you think about what they do with these type of things, then you hear Janice say like almost all the girls there having dads with anger issues. It's like so then their dads with anger issues force them to go to this retreat.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that was the one thing too. Like when the they're talking about the one girl who's parents were divorced or something and the Ugh. dad i guess was angry about it and i was just like and i just i kept getting the impression that the daughter who was reiterating this story about her parents being divorced sort of had to like make up for the fact that it, her parents weren't married anymore and be like the mom when she went and visited her dad and like mm-hmm. take on the responsibility of like being cheerful for him because you know, he's an angry man
1: and it's hard. So, you're a girl, suck it yeah. up. Like, I will say, one of the things that's kind of sad about this book is like hearing Jill, um, who was like, I think most people knew Jill was definitely like their golden child. Like, she was the first girl married. They love, love, love Jill. She was the first one to have out of the girls to have a baby, right? She had her baby yes. before Jessa, um. Yeah. Jill was just like the golden child. And Jill, if you follow her now on social media, seems extremely depressed. Uh, She seems extremely isolated. Derek has gone on social media and said that she's not allowed to be at the Duggar house without asking permission first. Um, She's like not allowed to talk to her sisters unless Jim Bob is there. Like she has been really cut off from the family because Derek and Jim Bob had a big falling out over money. And it's just like, I, so I did read in the AMA that we were talking about earlier that sometimes the hardest falls in these movements are the ones that were true believers. And it's because when you like kind of start to wake up, it's like such a crash. And I really think that that's probably what's happening with Jill. And this person pointed out that someone like Jessa, who maybe like has kind of always been like, go with the flow. Type of thing, and like, not yeah. wasn't like so convicted from the heart. And Jill has a husband that like fucking loves her and like is obsessed with her and lets her do like whatever she wants. Like, Jessa yeah. kind of has the best setup, and she actually like probably is their head of household because of just like how Ben's nature is. And yeah. they just like kind of go along with what John, Jim Bob tells them, and they're happy and content to do it. And I think that she, Jessa, is someone that's never given off like true conviction vibes. And that kind of leads for a happier life, I think, because you don't need everything to have an answer and you don't need everything to be true. I thought that was really insightful when that person who made the AMA said that. And I could definitely see how that was true with Jill because Jill was such a true believer and like was always held up as being like the most true believer, right? And like the most responsible and loving of God and the nicest and the best sister and watching her... Seems so depressed on social media. Like, I don't mean to laugh, but like so isolated and so depressed. She seems so lonely.
0: I know. And she were, and that's the thing too, that it's just like, you know, I know there's a lot of speculation about why they don't have more kids and,
1: you yeah, know, there's a lot of speculation can... that something might've went wrong in her latest birth, but yeah. I mean, who
0: knows? Maybe
1: not, but maybe who knows? Just... I mean,
0: maybe they were just like, look, we're having two kids and we're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think it's got to be really hard for, for Jill for a lot of reasons. Not only is she sort of, I think kind of, you know, she's obviously being isolated from her family that she literally lived with her entire life until the day she married Derek. Mm-hmm. Um, but this conflict that she might be feeling with her husband where it's like, he is my headship. Mm-hmm. And even if she's like, could you please just lay off of it so I can see my sisters, <laughs> like she can't even tell him that. And Derek is sort of going through the way I kind of looked at it almost was like the way, um, like David and Janelle sort of like the way David would yeah. just kind of like upset the gravy train a little 100%. bit. It's like, you got to calm down, dude. Like um,
1: you're. you're Here's where I will say I have had a long held belief that I think Derek's, Derek is like an opiate addict. Um, after, so remember how Derek used to look, I'm looking at the cover of growing up Duggers, and this version has like a, a picture from right after the first baby was born. I can't remember who Israel, is that his name? Is he? Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at the picture. He looked normal. And then if you'll remember, he got jaw surgery. It was around Mm -hmm. the time they did their Central American mission where you can get certain opioids over the counter. And since then he, I mean, after a jaw surgery, he lost how much weight? Like he has this, I like, to me, it's such a telltale giveaway the way that somebody looks in their eyes and their cheekbones when they're abusing opioids, like is so obvious to me. And like, of course this is a hundred percent speculation, but I just like have this feeling that Derek is like an opioid addict.
0: Yeah. Oh no. A hundred percent. And especially because of like just this erratic behavior of Mm -hmm. his, like, it's just like, it, it makes me sometimes a little afraid for Jill. Like, like, You know, he's sitting there, he's attacking Jazz, you know, Jazz one day. He's
1: awful on Twitter. And
0: now he's attacking Jim Bob. And it's like, it's just, I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't try to ever get so like, this is their real life and this is how it is. But it's like, this is the real life because like, they're not on TV. This is him like tweeting and this is them on Instagram. And like, this is their real life. So I think that like, to feel concern for her is okay because this isn't like they're on tv and maybe behind when the cameras are off they're just normal it's like he is kind of going off the rails and I always feel like for for Jill particularly being in the situation like I said before it's like she's stuck like she can't tell like yeah. she's been yeah. programmed her whole life like you don't disagree with your husband
1: correct and I and wonder so- even if Like, I don't think she even could, I don't know, this is where I'm curious, because we know that they're not allowed to get divorced, right? And we know they're not allowed to go against the head of the household, et cetera, et cetera. But Jim Bob is such a narcissist, and he clearly hates Derek, and had a major falling out with Derek, and I would imagine is pretty embarrassed by the falling out with Derek, because courting is 100% based on the father believing that you are, like- Godly enough to marry your daughter right 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 so I wonder if Jim Bob's narcissism and his being the head of the household and his you know a hundred percent discretion over anything he does and anything the family does if he would let Jill come to him and leave Derek do you know what I'm saying like I wonder oh, yeah I wonder if Jim Bob's narcissism there would override like what they have been preaching. Yeah.
0: You know, and it's interesting that you say that because after what happened with Josh and Anna and him cheating, I always thought I was like, I wonder what Jim Bob would do if one of his daughters was married to somebody like Josh, like, would he be like, that's too much for me to handle and you're going to ruin things for me and let them get divorced if he like, if Jeremy out in LA starts, you know, having sex with a porn star or something, you know? And Ginger's like, I just want to
1: come home, daddy. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. It's a really, I think it's a very interesting question because I think that we know that Jim Bob pushes aside religion if it means that Mm -hmm. he can get his way and be better. And you know what I mean? And get money and not be publicly embarrassed. But like, that would be a public decision he would have to make. And so like, I wonder how he would navigate that. It will be interesting to see if that ever happens. Um, I personally think that maybe the youngest, maybe one of the youngest girls will leave. But I think in general, the Duggars have very, the Duggar children have very little incentive to defect uh, simply because they, one, have money and two, like, are so famous and in a way I think that makes them have even less resources. Yeah. Because
0: everybody knows. Like like if Ginger was to try to get a job, I mean, in Los Angeles, people would be like, Don't you don't you just like hate everyone that isn't like Well, that you? just
1: happened. She just got dropped. She got a collab with somebody and <laughs> got dropped because everyone's like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like she previously Was it the hate. donut place? Was yeah, it the donuts, yeah, the yeah. phonuts
0: or whatever it yeah. was?
1: Yeah. They're like And they were like, N-no. We know.
0: I'm so We'll do better research next time. Yeah. Uh,
1: so back to this book, the whole point of the book is like what it's like to grow up with a Duggar. And these are our rules and why there are rules. And I will say like, you know, I'm somebody that's involved in the 12 step program, which is, I mean, essentially based on Christian theology. And it's just like, they take Jesus out of it to make it applicable to all of us. But like, it's not, like, all of the lessons in here are bad. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, it's, like, because it's, there are, like, a lot of the good parts of Christianity that are in this book as well, which, of course, now I can't think of off the top of my head, but, like, a lot, you know, it's, like, like, the way that they have, like, some of their conflict resolution is, like, very smart. And, like, the fact that they, like, talk things out and, Or at least what they're preaching. It's like, it makes a lot of sense. But also like, to me, I would say my biggest takeaway was like the saddest part to me, I guess, or the part that was most troubling um, was their complete like non-allowance for anyone in their family to ever have any sort of anger was very troubling to me. They spent a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time in this book. Talking about how they're essentially not allowed to be angry at one another ever or at anything, and how they like avoid being angry at all times. And that's so unhealthy and it's so unnatural and it creates like such repressed people.
0: Right. And every time, and again, because it's like what we know now, and then reading this book, it's like yes. when <laughs> they constantly talk about forgiveness and not being angry, I was just like, Josh 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 like they're saying these things and they are being taught that they have to apply this to Mm -hmm. josh Mm -hmm. like and it's just like it makes my skin crawl yeah like they're they're just it is it's it's about like you said before that keep sweet mentality they Mm -hmm. can't be angry um you know they just have this like everything's fine and everything will be fine yeah and you know just you know, look to the
1: bright side, and they talk a lot about how like yelling is bad, and like yeah, like I agree with that. Like in an ideal, yeah. like I uh, very much don't like yelling, and like would love to like have a family that has no yelling. Um, but it's like they they equate like explosive outrage with anger, and they don't allow for like natural anger. Like you can be angry without like screaming at someone. Right, Like you're allowed to be angry and not like act out. And so it creates this like this totally unrealistic expectation that you like don't ever feel anger because what they're describing is anger is like explosive screaming on the top of their lungs. Yeah.
0: And if they don't have, they don't have any way of like differentiating the two.
1: Yes. They, so they talk a lot. Yes. About forgiveness, about anger and how you're never allowed to be angry and how you need to constantly be sweet and always helping a person because like that's if you're not like you're not showing that you're not like living godly they talk a lot about courting which for those of you who don't know is based on this book by this guy named josh harris i believe his name is and he wrote a book called like i'm giving up dating or something and courting was not a thing until like the 90s it just wasn't it just wasn't a thing and then this book got super popular and by the way like about six months ago i believe uh josh harris like announced he is getting a divorce he's no longer christian at all (laughs) Yeah, and he feels terrible that he ever wrote that book. Yeah, yeah, but it's had like, I mean, Christian Courting has had, the book like revolutionized uh, these Gothard and conservative Christian families. And basically the idea is that you absolutely do not ever date and that you only form relationships with the desire to get married and that all courting must be approved by your parents by your father, really by your father, your mom's not even involved in this. And that you basically get no say in it and there is no romance. And you, as we all know, they do their Christian side hug once they're engaged. And the main intent is to get married. And it is just so depressing. Reading, what they like equate to like worldly dating is just like, where do you even get this shit from? I know.
0: I, the thing is that I just don't understand about it is that like, they act like if you go on a date, you're just going out and having sex and you're going to get pregnant. It's almost like, a, like the scene for Mean Girls where they're like, uh, well, have wait, sex. I literally, and you'll...
1: <laughs> they literally, I texted this to my friend today when I was listening to it. Um, what could be worse than having to tell your future husband that not only did you not wait, but you have a painful and potentially deadly S C D. Sex outside of marriage causes destruction, disease, and death. Because they were talking about specifically, they, which is surprising and actually kind of smart, that they've, foc- they've shifted away from like HIV, and now they really were focusing on HPV and cervical cancer.
0: Yeah. Now, they did mention, though, that like the rock stars dying of AIDS, um, and I was just like, at one point, I'm trying to find it in my notes, but they had, like, talked about, um, they had talked about how, like, you know, people, like, like, you know, rock stars and singers have died of AIDS, and I was just, like, so, I actually was, like, oh, well, I wonder, I wonder how many, because I'm morbid, I wonder how many, like, well-known musicians have died of complications due to HIV and AIDS, and it was, like, and I was just, like, okay, so the average age was about 40 and there was like 57 known cases of musicians that I was like, I've heard, at least heard of them who have died from AIDS. But all of that was like at the peak of AIDS, like when Freddie Mercury died and things like that. Um, As far as the HPV, and of course, you know, these children have no actual sex education. Mm -hmm. It's something like point zero zero seven percent of people who are actually diagnosed with HPV and get cervical cancer from it will die from it um if that even makes sense how I just worded it but it's it's not even it's like and you almost have to have HPV for like 10 to 20 years, is what they say, of it going untreated before it could even potentially turn into cervical
1: cancer. Yeah, I found that in the book it said, In the same way, God has created physical intimacy to be wonderful wedding gift for pleasure and bonding him to procreate children. But if it is done prematurely or with multiple partners, the very thing that was created to bring joy can bring sexually transmitted diseases such as HIV, herpes, and human papillomavirus. virus. Yeah. Which can cause infertility, cervical cancer, and a life sentence of pain and suffering. What could be worse than having to tell your potential future husband that not only did you not wait, but that you also have a severely painful STD that he will likely get if he marries you? Physical intimacy in marriage is pure, wholesome, and beautiful. Outside of marriage, it spreads disease, death, and destruction. God. That's a crazy thing to say. <laughs>
0: Oh, and when I was reading it, I just kept thinking about mean girls. You'll have sex, I mean, you'll die and you'll get pregnant.
1: <laughs> it really is that. Uh, so they also talk. So did you notice in this chapter is even called your relationship with guys. I don't know if it was because yes. I was listening to it, but they kept saying girls and guys, 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 guys. It was such a weird, like it sounded so out of place because they speak very old fashioned. I know it
0: kept making me think about when, um, about Janelle's uh, ghostwriter who you said was like a 50 year old man. And I was like, I wonder if it's the same ghostwriter yeah. who helps them with their like guys and gals and like, you know, soda shop conversation. I'm just like, what are you talking? Like, no, that's just not how people talk.
1: The print version that I got of this has, like, all of this new from Jill and Jessa, like, post-marriage to show, like, you know, how great they are. Ugh, it's sick. Uh, So they also talk about the purity rings, which I found interesting that they say, like, they didn't get their purity rings until they were teens because Michelle just, like, didn't know about them before, which goes on to show you that, like, a lot of this stuff like courting like purity rings is all pretty new and like wasn't even popular yeah. until the late 90s in the 2000s
0: yeah because like the purity balls which are so gross and the whole movement that was like in the early 2000s because i remember dateline did a story about that family in colorado who started the purity balls Ugh. and like yeah but i also when they started talking about the purity rings, what kind of grossed and skeeved me out was when it was like, Joanna started experiencing emotional and bodily changes. And so, so dad t- took her out to get a ring. Oh, she and got her
1: period like, and got a ring.
0: Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, like, it's just so gross. Like, can you imagine little like 12 or 13 year old Joanna? It's like, mom and dad, I got my period. I guess it's time to get my purity ring. Like, it's so weird. Like the last person I wanted to talk about my period with when I was a child
1: was my father. Like, yeah. So I thought one thing that was really quite interesting was the notion, the assertion they make at the beginning of this book that Jim Bob and Michelle spend more one-on-one time with each of their children than most parents do with their kids. And that's a lie. (laughs) That is such a lie because they get one day a month that they're like allowed to talk to their parents Yeah, and that they declare that that means that they spend more time with them than anyone else they know. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have, I have only have one child um, and I'm also like a part-time stay-at-home mom. So I'm going to say I I probably spend more time with my child than the Duggars do with any of their kids. So (laughs) lies, yeah, terrible lies. Um, I also liked that they talked about the prayer closet, which made me think of Carrie. Uh, (laughs) Um, like I was just like, okay, you guys have a prayer closet. That sounds interesting. And like the questions that the parents ask them, which I think that's right here.
1: Yes. Um, who's your best friend? What qualities do you admire in him or her? Does the friendship tend to build you up or pull you down? What do you want to do in your life? Whom do you want to be like? What social skills do you want to develop? Do you wonder what God's life God will have for your life? What books are you reading? What interests you in the book and how does it influence you? Have you ever thought about writing a book? What topic would you want to write about? What things in our family discourage you? Clutter? Conflicts with your siblings? Lack of space? Rules when others get in your stuff? What changes would you like to see in us, mom and dad? More time spent with family, greater spiritual leadership. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. What projects yeah. are you working on now? Just basically, like, they ask these questions, like, goad their kids into talking to them. Right. And here's the thing also. It's like, you know that
0: these nine questions are asked to them every single time they see their kids because they mm-hmm. don't know their children. Yeah. They, um, they probably are like,
1: wait, who are you again? <laughs> I also thought it was interesting. So they talk a lot about friends. Like there's one part and I mess early on and I uh, messaged you this and they're talking about how one of them was going to a sleepover and she was so worried that she wouldn't have seen the latest movies and know what to talk about. And I was like, they let the girls go to sleepovers and they let the girls like have friends that watched regular TV. Like there were a lot of things that didn't ring true to me and they talk a lot about friends that I'm not sure necessarily exist.
0: Yeah. And that's how I felt too. I was just like, that would go so much against like the entire way of your upbringing that we know you don't actually socialize with anybody who doesn't actually believe like you. And the reason that we would know this is because like, the girls were never even allowed to go over to their cousin Amy's house.
1: Correct.
0: And Amy could never come to their house unless Jim Bob was there. And it's just like, so you mean to tell me that you are family friends and friends that are having sleepovers with people who watch TV and watch the
1: latest movies?
0: And no.
1: Yeah. It's just I love when they they describe in the book like our relationship with culture. And they're allowed to watch like some episodes of the Andy Griffith show Um, and some old movies, but they have to fast forward certain, like, I know they watch The Sound of Music, but they have to fast forward certain uh, scenes or pause them to talk about like why you're not allowed to take the Lord's name in vain.
0: Yes. And I, and I think also too, when they were like, um, they might go on like a movie fast because, you know, movies show how like you're disrespectful to your parents and all of these like worldly influences coming in and and wanting to because they talk about
1: how like it desensitizes you when you see it too much
0: mm-hmm. they um also which did is particularly not
1: particularly shout out those christian movies that like kirk what's his face kirk, kirk cameron. cameron yeah, that, yeah. Job. that he like produces
0: <laughs> yeah oh god what's the name of them it's like um oh my god isn't he, like, an airline pilot? And It's then, like a kind of
1: rapture, like the rapture. Yeah, and then, like, the
0: apocalypse happens. Yeah. and
1: yeah, yeah, I can't remember what they're called. But, so they like music, but basically only classical music. They don't, um, they don't endorse any Christian contemporary music because they think that rock music is very bad. They think that dancing is very wrong. They do not dance.
0: Yeah, no dancing. They don't drink. They yeah. don't smoke. Um... They don't do anything
1: fun. So like what just makes me so sad is that like, and I'm a person that considers myself spiritual. Like I have a big belief in a higher power. Hell, you converted to Judaism because you felt like your spirit was Jewish. So I'm assuming you're religious. Like it's not that I'm anti-religious. What makes me sad is that they have, they're not allowed to have anything else in their life, but this one narrow view of God that Bill Gothard approved and gave to Jim Bob. The thing
0: is too, it's just like, obviously no person is perfect, but like they have made themselves appear to be perfect and that Mm -hmm. they have found the perfect answer to the perfect life. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, here you are listening to a man who's literally molesting children and you have no qualms with it whatsoever because it's, it's exactly what you're looking for. Like you said, to be a narcissistic cult leader.
1: Yeah. uh, They also talk about politics, which I was pretty surprised they would talk about uh, in the teen book, you know, but they talk about, I forgot all about them endorsing Rick Santorum. God, remember Rick Santorum? (laughs) Did you, I found um, their little
0: video they made for Rick Santorum. Oh. Yes. So they had like a, um, and I can read all of the things that they talked about because I was like, So they made like a um campaign video for Rick Santorum and they obviously used like the the talking heads from like 19 kids and counting when it was like Mm -hmm. the colored backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And so like they have like each person go through like why you should vote for, for Rick Santorum. And so Jim Bob says it's because Rick has been married for 21 years. Michelle is like says for raising seven precious children and one in heaven. Josh is he creates jobs and then I don't know what who what baby this is but there's just like some random baby with a thought bubble above her head that's like Rick cares about my future and it's just like (laughs) but I'm like they don't actually use all of their kids in this and I'm thinking myself I'm like you have actual children that can talk why are you using this random baby I didn't know if it was like Josh and Anna's if it because it wasn't Josie I was like, whose baby is this?
1: Jennifer?
0: Well, Josie was in it and she was a baby. Um, But I don't, so it might've been Josh and Anna's, but then Anna, um, who's rocking, I swear she's rocking a bumpet in this, okay? (sighs) She's like, he's 100% pro-life and wrote the partial birth abortion ban bill. But luckily that did not pass at the federal level. Jana's like, he has honesty and integrity. Then John David comes on. I swear you have to find it. If you just look it up on the internet, but John David is literally like four inches from the camera and he's (laughs) screaming and he's like national defense. Oh God. And it's just like, oh my God. And then Jill gets on with her horse teeth Poor Jill. And she's like, he's a tea party candidate before a tea party even existed. And I'm just like Do the
1: Duggars I, officially endorse Trump?
0: I don't I, I can't I don't think I mean of course they voted
1: him, for him, right? It, like right. Of cor- like we know they voted because yeah. they like literally believe Hillary Clinton is the devil. Right. Because she wears but, pants. Yeah, they like hate, hate, hate Hillary Clinton. But obviously I'm assuming in the primaries they didn't support him. No. But I wonder if they ever officially endorse Trump because like they he's really not in their values. <laughs> right. And I actually wrote that in my notes and
0: I'm like, I wonder what they honestly think of Trump because like part of like their courting rules is like, if a man is like, or a guy is interested in them guy. <laughs> and he has, if he's like divorced, then he needs to like go back to his wife because he yeah. made a vow. And I'm <laughs> just like, Donald Trump's been married four times.
1: Well, like, as we know, they're very close with Mike Huckabee. Yeah, um, who has his own crazy son. Uh, they're very close with the Huckabee's. They like usually support. That's why they picked Rick Santorum because he was like such a conservative Christian. Um, I'm mm-hmm. sure they do that thing that a lot of religious people do. I won't just say Christians because Jews, religious Jews, do it too. We're like. I might not agree with his personal life, but he votes the way I want him to, and he votes right, and that's all that matters. But that's not true when it comes to the Duggars, like, according to yeah. them. Right. Like, it's not just about how he votes. It's, like, how he believes in his heart and how he lives.
0: Right, and that's what I find so interesting, is that I wonder if, if they didn't, I would imagine they probably either, well, I guess they would vote for Donald Trump, because I think Definitely. it was, well, Jason... Uh, I think it was on Instagram and Anna was like, oh my gosh, look what he did. Jason had Trump 2020 into the grass or something. Yeah, I saw that. So I guess they're at least in the 2020 election openly endorsing him, um, which again, does not align with what they preach, which I mean, hypocrisy Runs deep yeah. typically with we should also like point this. out
1: that i think it's easy for a lot of people to say well the duckers are harmless but they are in fact quite harmful and that they've donated a lot of money to like very very conservative uh values they use this book geared towards children to teach them how to like literally in- instructs them to call their conservative christian lawmaker and ask how to get involved um, they actively campaigned for people. Michelle had a voice recording, like a uh, spam call going out about like supporting trans bathroom bill laws, you know, like yes. the trans ban bathroom bills. Um, Jim Bob himself has ran for office and lost every time. Right. He's never actually uh, well, won anything. Well, he was,
0: he was actually, um, he did win when he ran for, I think state representative, but when he tried to run for Senate, he lost Okay. pretty badly, um which makes me joyful yes. um because yeah and that's the thing it's like they their whole thing and it started with Josh Josh you know lived in DC he worked for that family yeah. council Focus whatever family or whatever family called, yeah, yeah. yeah and their whole thing is like they want to base the
1: rules and laws of our country on the bible Yes. And, well, not just the Bible, like on their specific Gothardism right. that we've described. Right. And like, this is like, I just like want people to remember that the Duggars are not just like people minding their own business, like having their own beliefs. Like you can do what you do, but like we believe in this, even though that's what they pretend to preach. And they mention it all the time in the book. Like we don't judge others, blah, 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 blah. But the reality is, is that they like Gothardism as well is like very political and like that's part of like the foundation of this religion is to like be very politically active
0: yeah and and now Jed Jedediah he's (sighs) supposedly running and it's like a whole thing like can he even run no because he doesn't live in the district he doesn't really live in the district
1: yeah Um, I guess we should also talk about the recent Josh stuff the raid
0: yes oh my gosh so I was a little bit confused by that because um so I know it was at his car
1: dealership but Mm -hmm. then something else came out about yeah
0: about the house and that's what I was confused about I was
1: like so my understanding basically one day I wake up like a weekend and the internet you know, certain corners of the internet are like going crazy that there was some sort of federal raid against the Duggars and everyone's losing their mind. And then nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. And eventually like a Homeland Security agent like doesn't deny, but also doesn't confirm that there was a raid on Josh's car lot, which now doesn't exist anymore. And like Josh's I guess Josh has a house on the Duggar property. Yeah. There's, like, little houses, like, all around Mm -hmm. the, the, the mansion. Yeah. Yeah. And the Duggars came out and released a statement, and we're, like, there were, like, Jim, Bob, and Michelle, and we're, like, just to clear up rumors, like, there was no raid by any federal agents on our home. Not, like, on our property. So, Homeland Security is involved somehow, but Um, nothing has come of it. I mean, though, some, you know, like some people get raided by the feds and nothing happens for two years. Like the feds take their time. Like they take a long time, but also it's possible, like literally nothing will happen. And who knows what it was even related to. Um, I will say part of the Ducker fandom that unnerves me, and this is very similar to the Teen Mom fandom, is that I think people were like overjoyed at the thought that, josh was going to be caught with child porn because that was like the big talk when it first happened Yeah, i
0: remember that and i'm just like what no it's
1: like people were thrilled at the thought that josh was looking at child porn because it meant that they were right about josh and while i understand that for me it's like no no it's a good thing if he wasn't arrested for child porn like, it's a good thing if Josh is not looking at child porn. Like, this is not something to celebrate. If that happens, like, there are very real victims involved in this. Um, It's kind of yeah. like the way that people talk about, like, when it comes out, like, Janelle is being abused and they're like, yes! You know what I mean? Like, they're like- Yeah,
0: it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. I it's, mean, I, it's- It permeates. Yeah, it's like one of those- Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just like, I understand that we want these people- to face justice, fa- yeah, face justice, but yes. like, let's not hope that they're facing justice at the expense of somebody else's victimhood, like, yes
1: exactly, exactly. It's like, it's definitely like for me, also, like, on the Dug- the Dugger Reddit, they call Josh sex pest, like P E S T. And I don't so understand, it's so gross because, first of all, Josh is a, like a molester. And like, that's a, even if it, like, I'm sure it has some explanation that I don't understand. And it's like based on something else. And like, I just don't get the nickname, but it's like, he's not a pest. He's like a molester.
0: Yeah. And it's like, why don't you just call him that? Or yeah. like, you know, call him a child muster, call him a cheater. But like, yeah, I don't know. Something about pest. It's just, it's, it's so, so I don't know it's like, I don't know. I just don't like the way it sounds. It's
1: just like, "Mm." yeah, I agree. So what other part, are there other parts of the book that you would like to talk about from your notes? Um,
0: so I think one of the more interesting aspects was sort of like the requirements to court a Duggar. Um, So like they have like these things. And so I think it was one and Ginger might have been engaged to Jeremy. Um, it was revealed, I think by Ben that Jim Bob sends out like a 50 page questionnaire or something, or 50 questions or something. And Ben was like, yeah, it took me like two months to finish it and all these things. But like, they only had a few listed in the book. Um, but it was just, you know, kind of the basic things being like, does he believe in Jesus? And does he loved God more than me. Um, but I just thought it was just, it's like when you're reading these, it's just like, um, again, it makes me think about Josh a lot. It's like, is he free of all harmful addictions such as pornography, alcohol, drugs, immorality, etc.? And I'm just like, yeah, I read was, these things. I, it's I, like, I, and it's Josh just like, I just feel... Then? I know, and I just think I'm like, poor Anna. It's like Jim Bob Mm -hmm. has these like standards for his daughter, but he's just like, but the sons, it's like, eh. Like I know, I know it embarrassed Jim Bob, but it's like
1: I don't know. I was just like
0: Oh, I thought of
1: something (laughs) I wanted to bring up. So (laughs) the the Dunker girls equate reading romance novels as being the girl equivalent to porn. They said it makes you lust for marriage, I'll be honest, the Duggars and I do share some beliefs about pornography, which is like, it gives really unreal expectations and it can be dangerous to forming minds. Like, I don't disagree with that, but they believe that anybody who looks at porn is a porn addict. Like, if you look at porn one time in your life, like, you're addicted to porn, according to the Duggars. And Just like the way that they're like, and for girls, what's similar to porn is romance novels, and it's like, but girls watch porn too.
0: Yeah, but we don't. We read romance novels, and it makes us lust for marriage.
1: Yeah, I also thought was funny. Absolutely no mention whatsoever of masturbation, which I would assume, if this was a boys' book written for boys, there would be a mention of it, maybe not using that word, but. Absolutely no talk because I think they just assume that girls don't feel or like they repress it so deeply and like girls in that religion just like aren't allowed to feel that way. And like it's acknowledged that boys do it and it's evil, but it's not even talked about with girls.
0: Yeah. Which is like I wonder again, it's just like um my I actually have a brother-in-law who grew up Mormon and my sister was telling me how like basically it's just like anytime, you know, things like those arousals come up like they just sit there and they just pray and they just pray and they pray and i wonder if like i know i wonder if it's like the same with like the girls um because you know they do they do mention in the book that they are thankful that god made them quote normal um so they do have they do have feelings and urges for guys but you know it's just like that's some real asexuality slander (laughs)
1: I know. I'm they did like, say that. They're like glad that God made them normal with natural urges.
0: Yeah. And I'm just like, so if you have these natural urges, then and, and it's like, okay. So I guess you just sit there in your, your room and you just pray and
1: pray and pray and pray. Yeah, it goes I think away. I was surprised by that romance bit. Because I mm-hmm. kind of thought that like they were into like those Christian movies that were like basically romance movies. But maybe they're not.
0: Well and it's probably one of those things where like you know like even Hallmark movies would probably be considered scandalous for them because well they're not married and they're kissing under the mm-hmm. mistletoe and I wonder if like the movies they do watch is specifically around like if people are kissing their their the characters have to be married
1: yeah. you know
0: or some context like that I don't know cuz I don't watch movies like that <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't actually watch
0: any movies. I just listen to you and Troy and Princess podcast. That's all I do. You
1: know, I also don't watch that many movies. I'm like, I can watch like nine hours of a TV show, but I'm like a two hour movie. I don't know. I just watched the Iron Irishman with my husband. That's the longest movie in the no, whole world. Don't, not Don't recommend it. Oh um, <laughs> I guess we should also talk about, because we just like haven't really talked about it, is like Josh did molest, I believe, five girls, four of his sisters and a family friend, and it yes. did become public, and in a way, it's very sad that it became public, because these mm-hmm. girls were forced to go on TV and talk about being victims of sexual assault, which is horrific. Yes. Um They did not have a choice in it, and- Jill and Jessa, yeah, went on Megyn Kelly and had to have a mm-hmm. fucking sit-down interview about it. And then, after the show got canceled and Jim Bob managed to his, weasel his way onto a new show, counting on, even though he's not technically on it. Oh, um, he's slowly making, making yeah now show he is. keep popping up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there are executive producers on it. Like, they're the ones mm-hmm. getting paid. Um, but they get, you know, the whole first episode or two of counting on is talking about being victims and how they had no choice in it. And it's really one of those things that's like, it's so awful that they were outed, but at the same time, like imagine if they hadn't been mm-hmm. and like the Duggars were still allowed to be the duggers that they were with only like freaks like me who like know about sin in the camp Like knowing, you know what I mean? It's, it's such a weird, and it goes back to what I was talking about, like rooting for like these people to get justice at the expense of victims. Um, Mm -hmm. it really goes back to that. It's really sad that these girls were like forced to be outed as victims and basically forced to go on TV and talk about how they forgive him and love him only to have him come out with the Ashley Madison stuff shortly later. Um, talk about how he's addicted to pornography and oh josh is so fucked up and anna just continuing I to have babies with him it's it's actually quite scary because their oldest daughter is what 10 now yes yeah she's yeah 10
0: because yeah i know and that's the thing that it's that is so you know obviously jim bob i think he knew like, okay, Jill and Jessa are already married, but we didn't actually know that Ginger and Joanna were the other two victims until after they were married. And then the four of them sued in touch weekly, I think is what it was, which I think the case ended up getting dismissed. Um, But yeah, I think that it's, I I remember watching the Megyn Kelly thing, probably the only time I actually ever watched Fox News in my life, and I just remember Jill crying and being like, "You know, we dealt with this as a family, and now we feel like we're being victimized again."
1: And I was just like,
0: "Oh, should I be watching this? And yeah. I felt Which guilty. is Like I was
1: awful, but I also am like, "You did not deal with this as a family. Like, please.
0: Right. I mean, they, the, the Megyn Kelly interview, they're like, you know, we took him to the authorities, which was a family friend who was a police officer who ended up going to prison for child pornography himself.
1: And they Um, only took him to the authorities because the family friend's father, like the, the victim that was not a family member, like forced them to.
0: Yeah. And then it ended up being like, he was sent out of the home and they made it sound like he was sent to, you know, some actual counseling place and he was like sent to alert and then flipped houses for over the summer with somebody and it's like so he didn't really suffer any sort of tangible consequences for what happened and again there's um you know the the homeschooling program that they use actually has like portions where it talks about dealing with things like this which is should tell you something that like, if it's in the curriculum, how often is it happening that you mm-hmm. need to like, this is how we handle this. Um, and it's very victim blaming. It's very like, what sins have you committed to allow this into your life? Yeah. And what, you know, how are you going to forgive the person that's transgressed against you? And you're just like, and you think about this and Joanna was six years old when this happened. Mm -hmm. and you think about like placing that much blame on a six-year-old and you're just like I don't know I mean again they're taught to be constantly sweet they can't be bitter they can't be angry they have to forgive and like you said like talking about that repression that they must feel it's like I don't know how they're not all out just like running around like crazy people
1: yeah i don't know uh there's also the aspect of you know the buddy system that's been instituted where they basically have are constantly responsible for a child the fact that all the girls and all the boys sleep in these big rooms to kind of keep them totally separated um so that like josh or other kids don't have access to them they talked about i remember like after this happened And like Jim Bob and Michelle being like we, like uh, enacted like safety measures,
0: like basically.
1: And it's like put locks on the girls' door. It's like, it's just like one of your children molested three of your children or four of your children, and like your like response is like sit up here and tell us you took like preventative measures and sent him to alert. Yeah. And made him shave his
0: head and like, okay. And it's, it's just such a failure. And that's the thing that is so hard is like, you know, all of these children, whether they're male or female are definitely victims in some aspect or another, but the women in this cult are the real victims here because they are so expected to, you you know, there's like their umbrella system. It's like, God is the Mm -hmm. biggest umbrella. And then immediately under that is your father. Mm -hmm. And you are to respect your father. You are to listen to him until the day he dies or probably more likely until the day you get married. And then you have to default to your husband for everything. And it's like, these women have zero, like, you know, they don't have any ability. They're literally told like, you're supposed to just get married and have babies for God. And that's what they're supposed to do. And in the book, they talk a lot about, you know, using your single years as a time to discover, uh, discover things for yourself. But it's like, but there's no point because all you're supposed to do is get married and have babies. Yeah. for and sure. And I think, and it's like, yeah, it sounds nice. And it, it, it makes it seem like, oh yeah, they, you know, Ginger's a photographer and, you know, Jill's a midwife and is a volunteer firefighter, but it's like, but they're not really those things. They're, they're just, be, Jim Bob allows them to go out and do these things. And at least with the boys in this, they're being trained to be leaders and have jobs and be providers. And while that might be stressful, it's like, at least they can
1: kind of have an opportunity to like go out into the real world. Yeah, exactly. And if they want to leave, at least they have some sort of skill.
0: Right. And I think like in the AMA, like that woman even said, she was like, you know, honestly, if I had known it was going to be this hard, I don't know if I would have left. And that is so, I think to me, that's what spoke to me the most was just that that is how basically stunted girls and women in this organization Mm -hmm. are that they are a hundred percent
1: reliant on men to do everything for them yeah oh the Duggars are so fascinating they're so we could literally like make this a 20-part series I'm actually surprised there aren't really Duggar podcasts maybe I'll make one maybe I should should. (laughs) you should make a Duggar podcast you could go back and do like a I don't know there's just so much content. They're so interesting in that like horrific way, and I have just loved talking about it so much. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, my final thought, I guess it would just be,
0: uh, be content, be sweet, say your <laughs> prayers. <laughs> I'm a true convert now. Um, you'll be seeing me. I'm changing my
1: name. Uh, no, I was listening to um. Like in my headphones, I was listening to the audiobook and I was like, "Am I being converted? <laughs> this is scary." Yeah, <laughs>
0: you're like, "I'm just I'm a true believer now. Praise Jesus true. and all of his, all of his goodness."
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus! No, but I just I guess my final thought is like, it's just important to remember that the Duggars are not harmless, and that when talking about them, it we're not talking about Christianity. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not talking about mainstream Christianity. I'm not even talking about a Joel Olstein type of Christianity. I'm talking about Gothardism, which is a very, very specific cult. And I just hope that everybody understands that, that like, I'm not, I'm true. Like I said, like I'm truly, we're truly barely talking about Christianity because even though they claim, they say they're Christians, like their Christianity is so specific to their belief that it's like. It has nothing to do with like most of the listeners that are Christian, probably.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah, too. It's just like, it's not, this is literally a cult. Like, yeah. It's a cult. And uh, it's a fascinating, scary look into really what I think a lot of like conservative Republicans, whatever you want to call them, want this country to look like. And, uh, correct. It's terrifying.
1: And don't forget when you bend over to make sure that you lift the top of your shirt. Yes. They like like specifically mentioned to do that in the book. (laughs) I don't recommend the book by the way, in case anybody's wondering, it's not very interesting. Like it's interesting enough, but in my opinion, it's not like, Holy shit. They're so weird that you have to read this. Cause you know, sometimes you read something and it's like, it's interesting because they're so weird. Like the, it's not even like that. It's just mostly boring. Yeah. It is boring.
0: It's like 256 pages. And it's, it is, it's really boring. The only thing that I think helped me get through it was just knowing how weird they actually are.
1: Yeah. And- Oh, oh, what we forgot to say. Um, the one other point I wanted to make was that this book really gets across, like, how- (sighs) like, totally in control Jim Bob is. Uh, this whole book is about, like, listening to every single thing your parents say no matter what.
0: And they, they do say at one point in the book that um, you have to the unchangeables in your life, which is your gender, parents, and siblings. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, which is just, like, again, that whole idea that, like, you can't quite, Question anything, and you should just accept your parents, and they know what's best for you.
1: And yeah, agreed. Okay, crazy. Lindsay, do you want to plug any social media?
0: Um, well, I have Instagram. Um, I mostly post photographs of my daughters. So if you're not into looking at other people's kids, it's probably not for you. Um, but if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can. It's Lindy L I N D Y. L E L L E B's B E S. Um, other than that, I don't really have any other social media.
1: <laughs> well, I'm on thank Facebook,
0: you. but <laughs> we're Facebook friends, aren't we? We are Facebook friends. Yeah, and
1: you have I don't a really use cu- Facebook.
0: You have a really cute little daughter. Yes, her name's Jessica.
1: Thank you. I know. I always think she's like the only baby that's like born in the last 20 years named Jessica, and I love that.
0: It's so interesting too, because, um, we're friends with a family who their little girl is named Lindsay. So, which I'm like, it's weird seeing a three-year-old Lindsay running around. And I'm like, just, okay. I, I, I will say you are doing the Lord's work. Um, if not for you, who, who would do it? <laughs> who would do it?
1: <laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much. And I will Thank you. talk to you guys again soon. Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive Producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah Giovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash